Hey guys, welcome again to another My Two Cents uh, DNA podcast, where we talk with leaders in business around the most relevant topics uh, today. Um, and this one is actually really special because I, uh, as most of you guys know, I'm a customer experience guy. I've been director of customer experience in the past, did a, a lot of roles in that perspective, but I haven't really been talking in the past year about customer experience. But now I have a really great guy on the other side, Hussein, who is, um, if you look him up, you will see that he's one of the top, top influencers in respect to customer experience. And he has an impressive track record working for leading brands like Red Bull, now for Nissan. Um, he has such a cool achievements, which we will touch later on in this podcast. So Hussein, welcome in. And, and so thank you, thank you for joining me in this podcast and sharing your experience. Thank you very much, Rahim. It's a pleasure being here. And I got to say, this is Rahim and this is Hussein. Don't confuse us. We look very much the same. <laughs> Brothers from my other mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but similar minds, similar minds. Hey, um, um, uh, I was looking online and uh, you have been talking a lot around uh, Nissan. You did an amazing job during COVID when uh, basically the garages and the dealers were empty. People didn't want to buy cars more. They want to buy cars. And, but they couldn't get to the dealer. You did an amazing, uh, amazing change within uh, Nissan and implemented a real cool digital story. Today, we're not gonna really talk about that story, but if you guys wanna learn more about that, I'll put some links in the comments below so you can figure out and you can, you can check those videos on YouTube. What I wanna talk about is the holistic view on custom experience because um, with everyone I talk to, when I talk about custom experience, they tell me, Raheem, that's our customer service department, or it's our marketing department. They're busy with customer journey. And I always um, thought that in a time I was a director of customer experience, because customer experience is the end-to-end -end customer journey. It's linked to your employee experience, your digital experience, but customer experience is the whole organization. And this is a topic I really wanted to talk to you about, because I think at Nissan is a great example how you touch the end-to-end -end process of that customer experience and got all those stakeholders involved. So let's talk a, about that. That's an amazing question, Rahim. I'll tell you why. When I start, started at Nissan, I initially started heading digital marketing. And then after a couple of months, what happened is a global restructuring and where I was given the option either to stay in digital marketing or to set up customer experience. It was a no brainer. I decided, you know what, let me jump into a new territory, something fresh, something new. And when I started that, and I used to walk down the, the hallways in the office, and they would tell me, you're the new guy, right? And I would go like, yeah. And they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm heading customer experience. And they would tell me, oh, so you're responsible for customer service and the call center. I was like, not really. Uh, this is just a small part of what we do. So there's a lot of miseducation out there about what customer experience is. You see, it started as being a buzzword. And everybody started using that word without really understanding what does customer experience stand for. And you're absolutely correct. Customer experience, even though like I'm, I'm, I'm heading the department in, in the organization, I'm only one part of all the pieces of the puzzle, which actually are involved in customer experience. So my title might be customer experience, but I'm actually just one small fraction of it because the success of that department doesn't rely on Hussein. It relies on a cross-functional, you know, exactly. team working together. 
be that from the sales team, the after sales team, so on and so forth. So collectively, all of you guys need to work together in order to provide that end-to-end -end customer experience. Because yeah, but then see, we are getting towards the discussion. Now we're getting towards the discussion because yeah. what all those teams will say, that's not my responsibility. Uh -huh. So how do we how do we get to the point that we are as team collaborating with one team, one mission, one vision? You how see, do we get to that point? You see, that's again, you're really you're hitting on the right nails over there. So when it's a small company, everybody's working together, everybody's collaborating. The more a company grows, the more it falls into the trap of its own silos, where every single department, rather than looking at the big picture and working towards the bigger objective of, their, of serving the organization and the customers, they just care about meeting their own KPIs, regardless of what's happening outside their department. And that's a very big challenge. When departments start working in silos, this is where you start having disconnected journeys for the customer, and this is where you will end up spending more money than what you're supposed to. This is where you will start having multiple products done by multiple departments that serve the same intention or objective. And the way we did that is we created something called a customer experience steering committee. So what we did is we went to every single department, we pitched to them what the customer experience team is trying to achieve. And the, 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 the interesting bit about it is that we asked them to nominate one person in their department who will become the champion of customer experience for their function. And so after we got a champion from every single department, they sat with us on the customer experience steering committee table. We meet together once a month where every champion is supposed and is expected to share what their department is doing. And that way you ensure everybody knows what every other department is doing. And this is where you start connecting the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And this is where you ensure that the customer is at the heart of everything that you're doing. And let me tell you one I, thing. I, 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 love, I love that, eh? because that's the, that's the biggest gap. If you talk Absolutely. about getting stakeholders from different teams involved into the total plan and building that plan together. Absolutely, 100%. Look, you have no idea how many times, for instance, I got uh, emails from two different people in the same organization. Uh, excuse me, your colleague just sent me that email. Why aren't you guys talking together? You see what I, this yeah. frustrates customers. Or even imagine that I filled a form, I sent it, the call center calls me, you know, they validated the form great and they will tell me a sales consultant is gonna contact you. A sales consultant calls me and he starts asking me the same questions all over again. <laughs> I'm tired of repeating myself over and over again. I don't wanna do that. So, so really, and this is what we talk about empathy. This is where we talk about really saving, saving time to customers and really showing them that the time I'm making you spend in filling out that form, I'm actually utilizing it rather than just making exactly. you fill it so that I just put it in my database. Exactly. Well, it's, 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 it's a, it, this is really a hot topic because I've seen it in the past many, many, many times. Um, uh, I, I did quite some salesforce.com implementations end-to-end -end where we not only looked at sales but also service marketing and all the different uh, different teams and if you then talk about uh, with those clients around the digital sales flow um, you see everything is on fire yeah. it's really on fire uh, if you look at lead qualification uh, the, the, the misconception between those teams sales is telling you telling us 
we're not getting the right leads. Marketing is telling us we qualified the leads. Sales are telling us we can't do anything with the leads. And the customer is always in the middle. And at the end of the day, you see that customers are being asked the same question over and over again from a qualifying perspective towards the sales perspective and all the way through all those engagements. So it's actually quite interesting that you are experiencing the same thing. But how do we tackle that? Because it's great that you have the internal stakeholders. Great that you have an internal team. Um, how do we get to the point that every single person within the organization feels or understands what is actually happening and how they can improve? Look, the steering committee is really is, is what drove things. The steering committee is what made that mind shift change. Um, if I tell you five years ago when I joined Nissan and today, five years ago, nobody was talking about customer experience. Today, everybody's talking about customer experience. You hear it in every single meeting. And, and th that's amazing. That kind of change is amazing. But that kind of change doesn't come on its own. That kind of change needs to be driven all the way from senior management and cascaded down. When senior management start using those words, this is where you start seeing everybody in the organization using those words. I was very blessed because my senior management really endorsed customer experience. And, mm -hmm. and I hate admitting it, but very honestly, 2020, what we call the COVID year, uh, I personally call it the customer year because it was the customer who was driving things for organizations. Um, when many professionals and organizations face so many challenges and tragic results, um, it was the climax of my career because suddenly this is when customer experience became the spotlight in the organization. And this is where senior leadership were looking very much at what customer experience can and will achieve. And, and this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Let me tap on this one because um, I work lately a lot with startups and scale-ups. Mm -hmm. And um, you basically have two types of me metrics. Uh, one is the metric which makes your shareholders happy. Revenue, sales, volumes, etc., etc. Uh, I call it a bit of vanity metrics. These are, look how good we are doing. But the real measurement within startup scale-ups is how are we actually doing? So how are clients experiencing our solutions? How are clients effectively rating us? How are clients effectively engaging with us? Because those metrics are the real measurable uh, metrics which ensure that you uh, decrease your churn, you increase your revenues, you get a better experience which automatically results to better revenue, etc. What you're mentioning here you got it in top level. And I, I think COVID actually helped because those traditional metrics are going, damn, our revenue is going down. Damn, we have less showroom visits. Damn, we are converting less cars, etc., etc." But those vanity metrics are only great for shareholders. Now look at yep. the other metrics for the organization. Very good point because, and this is where I was telling you, in, you go into every single meeting room we have in the organization and you'll find a red chair over there written on it, customer. So that in every single meeting that's taking place, you remember that actually there's a customer sitting there and that customer has got a voice. You see, the more you develop things without putting the customer in the mindset of them, you're failing. And, and this is one of the, so I used to work as a mentor for um, startups. And what used to frustrate me a lot is that they used to focus so much on the product without really thinking, how would the customer actually use that product or how to communicate the USPs to that customer about that product? 
That's the thing. When you start thinking so much inwards, this is where you fail. You got to keep listening to the voice of the customer. You got to really keep taking the insights from the customers. Uh, I'll give you a very small example. And, and here I always, just for you to know, yes, I work for Nissan, but I always praise other um, uh, automakers if they did something great. An automaker in Saudi, you know, in Saudi, women wear the abaya, what we call the cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what they did, this automaker, is um, usually women, when they sit inside the car and they close the door, piece, a piece of the cloth of the abaya stays outside the car, you know, because they don't notice it when they close the door. What this automaker did is they put sensors on the bottom part of the door. And if the female is sitting inside the car and part of her abaya is outside, it shows on the dashboard that, you know, uh, you close the door on a piece of, piece of cloth. This is customers. This is brilliant customer centricity. This is brilliant. This, this is really brilliant. This is spot on. Exactly. So this for me is something which I like a lot. During COVID, all right, uh, COVID started in China, right? So everybody was in lockdown. Everybody was scared. Everybody was ordering food online. This food delivery company, what they did is they created uh, uh, on the helmet of the drivers, um, it put a thermometer where it showed the temperature of the uh, drivers and it showed on your app. So when that driver is drinking, this is brilliant. This is just, you know, mind blowing. So this is the kind of of, of a thing is when you put the customer at the heart of everything that you're doing. This is where it becomes really important to you. Another thing, if you take a look at the gyms in, in, the, in Dubai, so I live in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So many gyms over here, they're mushrooming like crazy every day. COVID happened, nobody's going to the gym. So uh, should those companies, all of them go out of business? So what they started doing is they started renting out their gym equipment to people at home. They sanitize it they, they, and they send it to you at home. And what they do is they send you a memory stick, which you plug in the TV and it gives you a kind of a, let's do this hit program or anything of that sort. This is the idea, putting the customer really at the heart of everything that you're doing. This is what will make you survive. This is what will make you adapt. This is what will make you become appreciated a lot by customers. Yeah. On the other hand, my parents, whenever they come to Dubai, they don't accept to go to restaurants. Can you figure out why? No. COVID happened. They removed all the menu, correct? So what they put for you, the QR codes on the table. Uh My dad is 81 years old. God bless him. You know, they're expecting my dad to open his mobile, to open his camera, to uh, scan the QR code, and then to start zooming in on the menu hey, to be my mom, my mom my mom doesn't even know how to use whatsapp when i call and I ask her push on the button for the video exactly. now after years she still can't find the button for the video it's See, it's it's great idea the idea behind this is you cannot force a transformation on people you can you can propose it but you cannot force it on them what if my dad didn't have data on his mobile how can he open the qr code so they put for you the qr code but they don't put for you the wi-fi password you see, they don't think of every step of the way. They don't think of the journey which a customer go through. One of the leading banks over here decided they want to go ahead with digital transformation. I kid you not, Rahim, I haven't stepped in a, in, a, in a branch for the last maybe five or six years. You're in Spain. My wife graduated from Spain. She needed to get her diploma. She needed to transfer money for the diploma. And they didn't accept an electronic transfer. They wanted the actual paper transfer. 
So I had to go to the branch, which I haven't stepped into for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. And they always have those slip papers over there where you, so I asked them, where's the slip paper? Oh, they're like, oh, we don't have it anymore. Um, now everything is, you have to go to the website, download the form from there, um, print it, fill it out and bring it to us. I was like, oh, cool, great. So is there a computer here? I can do that. They're like, oh, no, sorry. No. No. So I'm like, no. wait a second. I just drove half an hour to come to this branch. Now you want me to drive back 30 yeah. minutes and download it, uh, try to find a printer to print it, and then drive back 30 minutes. I told them, guys, did whoever put this plan, did they actually go through the journey of a customer? So this, this is where many organizations- Let me tell you one talking. thing. Let me tell you one thing. In Spain, it hasn't changed. The, we moved to Spain two years ago. You, you, you can't imagine how many forms I had to download, physically download, then go to the bank office to give it to them so they can pay for me. That's yeah, wrong. Things are already digital, but it still happens, and even during COVID. Now, I must say, um, we arrived just before the COVID. Now, just at the end, no, we are not at the end, but let's hope we are at the end of the COVID. It's starting to improve. But still, we have the massive amount of forms here in Spain, which is ridiculous, which is really ridiculous. Look, uh, uh, put Spain aside. I just came back three days ago from London. So I postponed my trip by one day because I wanted to attend Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland, how amazing that is. You don't want to miss it. Great. I went online. I bought the tickets. I bought the game tokens that I want to do. I go there. 80% of the kiosks which have games on them, mm -hmm. you don't have the machine for the, uh, uh, for the game tokens. So mm -hmm. I, I spent 50 pounds on game tokens, but I cannot use it. This is where, like, guys, it's not making sense to me. This is my problem. You, you see what I mean? If, if you, you cannot anymore, consumers are no longer idiots. Consumers are becoming super intelligent, and consumers' expectations of organizations has gone really high. And you have zero, zero chance for errors or mistakes with customers because the choices out there are immense. So I will drop you without even looking back and i will go date another brand or another organization so so true, true. that's that's key well hey uh, i'm uh, i think we can talk for hours about this topic we can and i think we are, what we're going to do is we're going to record another one uh, but just looking at the time and i'm, I'm really uh, uh, conscious of the time our listeners have because generally you guys are listening to this when you're running or or doing some gym etc so uh really conscious of the time we're going to cut this one a little bit short, but we're going to continue this chat because this is amazing. Uh, two brothers from other mother actually uh, uh, doing a podcast is really fun. Um, to end off, uh, what would be your key takeaways if you or things you would want to share with our audience of think a bit different? Because you already mentioned a lot of them. Well, what would be the top three? And then we are slowly going to get to the end of the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Raheem, in order to be able to get the buy-in of senior management on any business transformation plan that you have, you need to start proving to them kind of the ROX, what we call the return on experience. So the more you feed them with the ROX, the more they will get convinced about it. Just for you to know, uh, it, business transformation requires investments, not big as some people depict it, but it requires investments. 
So what you need to do is take it one step at a time. Don't go and freak out senior management with big budgets. Start it bit by bit and start showing them the results of what you're achieving. Once they start seeing those results, they will get convinced that the formula is actually working. So this is the first one. Number two is don't go screaming out that you are undergoing a massive business transformation or digital transformation if you're not yet ready because you will set the expectations so high and customers will end up being disappointed. Number three is break the silos in the organization. It's extremely important. Breaking the silos is something really, really immense. And last but not least is you need to ensure that you have the right infrastructure in place. Without the right infrastructure, this is the starting point for anything that you will do. So systems connectivity, infrastructure, this is what will, will be enabler of any a plan that you have in mind exactly it's the foundations if your foundations are wrong nothing will work exactly. uh, we have seen that in the past with many of the programs we have been doing and uh, uh for the people uh, who are listening i have been part of a lot of reinvigoration programs where they implemented solutions which were not designed towards uh, uh what the clients actually needed they were generally designed to not even resolve internal uh, uh issues but they were designed from a perspective, what do we do now and what are we missing instead of what is actually the experience we want to achieve when we go live? Because that's the topic uh, when implementing something new. Hey, Jose, this was amazing. It was really fun also. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, so if people want to connect with you, uh, if they want to have more information, they want to they share information, they want to collaborate, how do they contact you? The best way is uh, usually through LinkedIn. I use it massively. So every single day I populate an article over there. Just type Hassan Dajani and, and you will find me over there. And um, yeah, that, that's I usually answer everybody who, who sends me a message. And that's the best way. And on my LinkedIn, there's my email, my mobile number. So they can they will be able to find me. Perfect, perfect. And he's fast, by the way. Yeah? He's even faster than me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about uh, uh, employee, customer, uh, partner experience. <laughs> on that bombshell, we're going to end this episode. Uh, for the people listening, thank you uh, again for listening. Uh, I hope you had as fun as, uh, as we had. We're going to continue this discussion because we are not done yet. Uh, so you now know how to contact us. I will put some links uh, in the in the comments below if you want to learn more. Uh, and I'm gonna be looking forward to our next chat again. Thank you, Usain. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Raheem. Take care, brother. Take care. Peace.